All right, people, if you have listened to this podcast before, you know Art of the Trek is a great place to plan your backpacking trips. Our friends over at Art of the Trek are working hard to research and add things like campsites, trailheads, and scenic locations to their public map. The good news is that you can now add your own points of interest to the map and help your fellow adventurers plan their trips. That's pretty cool. If you have something like a favorite campsite, trailhead, or a scenic location that you'd like to share with others, please head over to artofthetrek.com, turn on some points of interest from the overlays menu, and select the orange plus sign at the bottom of your screen to help your fellow hikers plan the best trips possible. If you contribute at least a dozen or so of these, Art of the Trek is going to send you a free swag bag. That's pretty sweet. Welcome back to another BSing. <laughs> you know what BSing number this is? God, I mean, you got to say it. 69. Yep. <laughs> you got to. You got to. Um, welcome back, everybody. Yeah. Happy. Um, and we've been doing these on Saturdays. What do you think about that? I kind of like it. I like the Friday. No, I like I like, I like the Friday because then I can coast into the weekend. Yeah, and it's kind of I like the Friday because like after work, yeah, it's kind of nice to have something. It's to like look happy hour. To. I know. Um, so welcome everybody. Thank you for spending your Saturday with us. Um, yes. Uh, so the kind of the genesis of this was like literally a month ago we were going to do this uh, right before we went out west, and um, a lot of people asked a lot of good questions. We're going to get to, and I just got I got super sick. Not COVID, and then uh, and then I got the stomach flu, and then Andy got the stomach flu, and then we went out west for two weeks, another week for him, mm-hmm. and the schedule just just didn't happen. So we are back. We're doing. We have. It has been years since we've done an official. Don't make fun of my two ice cubes. <laughs> it has been. Uh, it probably been two or three years since we've done like an official Q and A. And yeah. so, you know, goes without saying, uh, we got a bunch of questions. People asked us on Instagram. We're going to, we're going to get to, um, I got a couple rants. Oh, there's a good rant coming up. I got two way. rants, yeah. but one's a minor rant. One's a major rant. I got some good current events as well. I got some really good current events. I love current events. Um, so we got good stuff coming up. Thank you for joining us. Yep. First, what are we drinking? Uh, we, as you, and yeah, they kind of saw us. Yeah, we were like trying like, to figure out what to drink. Yeah, so this is the Wild Turkey Kentucky Spirit Single Barrel. This stuff's excellent. Yeah, we got that down in Kentucky, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as always, everybody, let us know what you're drinking. Yeah. Oh. Put it in the chat. Oh, everybody's putting it in the chat already. Um, highlight some good ones. Uh, red wine and Indian food from Steve Welch, Ontario. That sounds excellent. And actually, uh, red oh. wine does pair well with Indian food. Yeah, yeah. Here, here's a good one. Uh, C. Salmon says sipping some Elvis juice right now. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. I I, uh, I thought about some, some Elvis juice. Gone yeah. Farrell with Squidly, Bacardi Black it is. Oh, nice. I've never um, had that, actually. Yeah, I've never had that either. Uh, let me see here. There was some more. Uh, Jay Perry on the porch, vodka tonic in hand. I like the cocktails. Um you know, honestly, I thought about that as well. Stone Wolf Outdoors, just beer and mead. Oh, me. nice. Uh, let me see. Squeeze coasters. Oh, coasters. You know, and oh, yeah, those are the Disney World, the Disney World, Star, Star Wars. Wars Cantina coasters. Yeah, <laughs> we respect wood. <laughs> yeah, I've been thinking about getting into um, some cocktails. <laughs> I know you're a cocktail guy. Yeah, I, I, I can <laughs> I can make a few cocktails, but yeah, we'll do some. It'd be fun to like mix them up live. Yeah. It'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Next week. Uh, Rave Boy Guinness. 
Nice. I really like Guinness, I actually. Too. Guinness, Guinness kind of gets a bad rap in this country. Why? Really. I don't know, but you never see people drinking it. Oh, I, I had a, I, it was like, what, like six months ago, I had a craving for Guinness and I went out and bought like a, one of those four packs of the, the, the like little things inside yeah. the shake. It, and it, it was so good. Um, Guinness is really good. Yeah. Um, hold on. more drinks. All right. Well, let's, let's get, let's go through the drinks. <laughs> it, it's Saturday. <laughs> All right. And, uh, Anna Longfield says Dr. Pepper. Scott nice. Bush says Love Angel Dr. Pepper. Yeah, me too. Uh, Scott Bush says Angel's Envy Bourbon. Nice. Um, this is good. So this is really good. Yeah, I remember when we first had it. We're like, is this better than Bland's? No, it's not better than Bland's. <laughs> Kevin, there's a there's a tough, <laughs> it's good. There's a tough question in here for you, actually. Is it related to to? Uh... No, it's actually a serious question. Okay, it's right. a it's from Arcana. It says, "Whatever happened to Lando Kitty?" Oh man, um, geez, Arcana. Turn into a downer. No, no. It's a good question. Honestly, and um, so he's no longer with us. Um, some health problems. You know, he had to go to kitty heaven. Um, yeah, we haven't. I got another cat that always bombs the show, but he never comes in here during this. No. That, like, that used to be our thing. Yeah. It was Hel the cats coming in. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, sorry. Uh, good old Lando. He um, here, Here's a good story about Lando. He went to a better place, yeah, unfortunately. One of the very first backpacking trips I ever did, I drove to Wisconsin when, mm -hmm. when you were living in Madison, and, and you and Sam had just gotten uh, Lando and Cato, and they were like little, so little tiny, yeah. and your friend was going to watch them, and I remember like that was when we were driving to South Dakota yeah. to go backpacking. Yep. Yep. And I slept out in the uh, living room on the couch. and this, this, Oh, were they on you? Yeah, two yeah. little, yeah. Yeah, he was a good cat. Uh, he was a Savannah cat. Um, if you go to our, uh, it's kind of funny, you know, it's kind of cool. The cool thing about YouTube is you go to our old videos, you know, he's in them, always like popping yeah, his head out and yeah. stuff. So he was uh, a good cat. Yeah. But he's gone. Uh, more drinks. Carl Seven, Sheepdog Peanut Butter Whiskey. Steve, Buffalo Trace Old Fashioned. You know, the peanut butter whiskey. Yeah. Because my wife's probably laughing right now because of my obsession with peanut butter. I've never had it. It, it. it intrigues me. I've had it. Is it good? It's got to have a lot of sugar in it, right? I don't know. Uh, my brother-in-law made cocktails with it. Like a peanut butter pie cocktail? No, it was a peanut butter and jelly. It was Ooh. like with a sherry. I think it was sherry and peanut butter whiskey. It, it that was, sounds really good. Yeah, it was good. Um, more drinks. Therapy and you. Fatheads. Strange magic. I never um, had that. Hug your cats and drink your drinks. A toast to Lando. And yeah, Phil. yeah. Cheers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, to Lando Kitty. Yeah, he was a good boy. He was a great cat. Yep. Kitty Heaven. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. But uh, I have a, a child now, which is basically like having like a a really, 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 really hard to take care of cat. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't talk. We don't talk about it on the on the channel at all. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's answer an Instagram question, oh. and we'll go back to the chat. Okay, and this these this, were good questions. Yeah, and this was specifically when we again posted that yeah, we were so, going to go uh, live, and then we didn't. So yeah, so and people actually asked really good questions, and um, let's just do one. Pick your favorite one. Uh, let's see here. Since we're talking about alcohol, there was <laughs> a question: Dawa Br. What bourbon are you currently on the hunt for? Great question. You go first. Uh. What am I on the hunt for? I'm not. I'm, I'm not, trying to think too. Yeah, like, but I, there's got to be one. Yeah. So like, I'm not really hunting for anything because um, 
I have too much bourbon right now, but I will say this. I only have half a bottle of Blanton's left. And then you got to start always fig- hunting for Blanton's. Then, then you got to start. We got figuring- a whole bottle here though. Yeah, I know. Then we got to start figuring out how the hell you're going to get a bottle. And it's a pain in the ass. And Blanton's is really good. Um, but I, I mean, I don't, I don't like go crazy over it, but I well, only have half a bottle. What about like, like a, a bottle that you can get in Ohio? It's like a, you can't get it all the time. It's Saturday morning. You're walking into the liquor store. It's there. You're buying it every time. What is it? Is it antique? No, antiques pretty readily available. Really? Yeah. On Saturdays. What is it then? God, I don't know. Like I haven't been paying attention really. Um, you know, I, I think I'm into like the store picks or the picks for Ohio. And I, I've been liking these single barrel things. Yeah. And uh, I like the store picks. And when you get into it, not to get into bourbon too much, but I, I didn't realize that he told me a lot of this. Like when, like these store picks, like the distilleries are making the batch specific and special for that store. Uh, or they're making a special variant. No. Right? No. no. What What it is, right. there's a couple, si- yeah, there's a couple situations. It's usually the store having some say or sampling in a barrel that they want to pick to sell for themselves. What do you mean by having a say? So like you'll like outside of Ohio. Okay. Let's say I own like a, a big liquor store. I could go to my favorite distillery and be like, I want to do a store pick and you would work with the distiller. Let's say, let's just say, but I is wanted, it a different blend? No, it's the same thing. Let me, let me so, tell you. So, okay. Let, okay so, so let's, is the store pick bullshit? It can be. Okay. But so let's just say I wanted a store pick of Buffalo Trace. Because that store pick of that Yellowstone is real good. Right. So let's say I I want a store pick of Buffalo Trace. And there's probably some commitments you have to make to like how much you're going to buy that type of thing. So then what they'll do is like a distiller will say, um, and they're always single barrels too. So they'll say, here's... Here's a sample from this barrel. Here's a sample from this barrel. Here's a sample from okay, this barrel. Okay, I didn't know they're all single barrels. Yeah, okay. they're all single barrels. And uh, and so you will sample them and be like, wow, that one's really good. I'll take that one. Okay, all right. Okay. And then Ohio does it for Ohio. They'll like allocate <laughs> barrels. So I now have three rants for today's podcast. The first rant. Oh, are we talking about yesterday's yeah. rant? So Andy and I... Um, you know, our buddy Scott and, uh, you know, we, we formed a cool relationship with Endeavor Brew Stillery, um, a local bar and distillery um, in the Columbus area. If you're in Columbus, check it out. It's a yeah. outdoorsy, good, um, good establishment. Anyway, they have a podcast. We were on it yesterday. And first off, if you're ever offered an invitation to be on a podcast at, at, a-, at a bar slash brewery, you do it. Yes. Because <laughs> we had like... We had them bring us drinks, like you know, Andy and I. We got to pour our own here. Yeah. Um, they were like cooking us up drinks on the spot, bringing them in. Anyway, on that podcast, we learned a lot about the regulation of liquor in the state of Ohio, and it's it is literally analogous to a cartel. Um, and it was I don't I don't want to get into it on this podcast, but basically, if you produce Anything over 24%, so anything over 48 proof, the second it gets made in your little area, the state of Ohio owns it. Yep. Period. That makes 
no sense to me. Well, I mean, there's it's a, not the case with beer. It's no. not the case with wine. It's about money. They want money. Yeah, it's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> the libertarian in me was fuming during this. Yeah, okay, not all states are like that. If you want to hear the whole conversation, yeah, go I, well, over yeah. the Endeavor Brewing. There's a link in our link you, tree. Yeah, um, Endeavor Brewing YouTube channel that you can see it up there. You can talk. He he goes through the entire process by which the state owns it. The second you produce it. You have to buy it from the state. And there it's just, it is literally a cartel-like, quite frankly, extortion. <laughs> yeah. Here, here is, so from, from Scott's perspective, for sure, uh, from the consumer perspective, there's a few advantages. Very few. Really? Yeah. What's, what's that? They control the pricing. That is true. Of the bottle. That is true. So that is a good, that is true. Good for the consumer. But but again, as a free market. No, no, I I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm I'm more of a fan of competition. Yeah. And like out West, for example, in Nevada, we, you know, there's stores that will sell. Yeah. Like $100, $150 bottles. Yeah. That you get here for like 30 bucks. Right. Yeah. Right. That's good. Okay. What's the other advantage to the consumer? Uh, is it just price? I think that was it. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I don't want to get into it. First rant yeah. done. Okay. Two other rants. All right. We'll get to it. We'll do another question. Right, do another question. <laughs> do maybe a, we'll do, maybe, a, do maybe. a backpacking related question. This was a real good one. This is from uh, Rebecca Bradnam. And this is, we, we actually talked about this. How much cordage should I buy attached to each stinger? First off, I love, I love the hyper specific question. Yeah. So, if you are like, does that what you should usually? Yeah, you should explain what stinger. Get them. Um, so for uh, we're talking a tarp, right? So um, it can be for yeah, a tarp. Yeah, it can be for anything, honestly. Um, but the Dutchware stingers is a piece of hardware made to attach your tarp to the tree. Yep. So it's a little piece of metal hardware that attaches to your tarp, and then it has cordage, you know, coming off the side of it to attach to your trees. And the question is basically. How much cordage do you need on each side of the tarp to attach around the tree? So you can buy you can buy stingers by themselves, or you can buy them with built-in cordage. Buy them with the cordage yeah. on them. Yes, but we have fifteen feet of cordage on each side, which is overkill. Um, overkill. Oh. Maybe do we have twelve? No, it's twelve. He, twelve. I, I'm on their site right now. He only does twelve. Okay, so we have twelve. There's, it's only twelve. Yeah. You could, okay, so there's no other denomination? No, because you, here's you, the deal. you could buy it with just the hardware and put it however much you want on there. If but. you're somewhere where the trees are real wide, you're going to need more than 12 feet. But to answer the question, 12 feet, that gets you enough cordage on each side of the tarp to get around the tree and then gives you some leeway to like move that tarp around if you need to. Love the hyper-specific gear questions, though. <laughs> Keep them coming. Funny comment. Uh, going back to the liquor conversation, Tech Redneck said, "We make our own here in West Virginia." Yeah, and honestly, uh, yeah, I brought this up on the podcast. That's just what the system is encouraging people to do. Obviously, you couldn't. I mean, selling it would be very difficult um, without getting busted here in Ohio. But all you're all you're encouraging is people to make their own. Yeah, you know, um, it, it's also sorry. It makes no sense. I mean, it may. It doesn't make any practical sense to me that it is just liquor that's controlled that way. Right. Because it's all booze. Yeah. You know? 
So Here's it's like a, why. I mean, I get, I understand why, but all right, anyway, I don't want to yeah. derail this. Okay, going back to more hardware from Dutchware, no, another good question came up in the chat. C Samens nine says, "Do you use the fleas with shock cord for your tie out?" No, I don't. Um, I've so um, the advantage to using shock cord on the tie outs is if you get some tarp slop. Um, but we don't really have that with so the, in a Cuban Dyneema. tarp. Yeah, with the Dyneema tarp, you don't get a ton of slop. And by slop, I mean sag. So the advantage to having the shock cord on there is it's going to keep the, the tarp taut when it starts to sag. We, we know a lot about this, thinking about that. Oh we know way too much about this stuff. Yeah. Um, but to answer the question, um, I've never used fleas. Andy has. No, no, no. I've never no, used flies. Or no, 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 no. You never used fleas? No. I thought you had. No. I use, and, and I set this up for all of our t- all of our tarps. Right. I, I like this better. And, I, and I, I, I thought you had the little. No, we use cord tensioners. Yeah, but I thought at one tiles. point you had the little fleas no. on, your, on your continue on your continuous ridge line, didn't you? Yeah, but I don't think that's a flea. There's too many damn things. Yeah. Anyway, to answer the question, um, we use line locks as a cord tensioner. No cord tensioner. Cord tensioners. Yeah. So they're, basically, they're like locks. you pull it, they're not line locks. Those are different. I mean, that's a line lock. That's a cord tensioner. All right, whatever. Anyway, yeah. we use cord tensioners. We do not use shock cord. Yeah. With a Dyneema tarp, we've never found the need to use. Shock cord. Yeah. And even on, quite frankly, on the sill tarps we have, we didn't use shock cord because we were lazy. Yeah. But there you do get some sag. You're yeah. going to wake up in the morning, you're going to have some slop. Oh, shoot. Maybe you're right. I'm thinking, okay, I use tarp worms. God, there's so many. Yeah. I knew you used some little piece of Dutchware cordage. I, I, I always, yeah. So hold on a second. I got to look up what the so, flea um, is. So what Andy's talking about is. Oh, yeah. I've never used the fleas. I've never used the fleas. People will use those on. Um, the fleas and the worms, they'll use those for right, the tie-outs. Right, right, You can right. use them for tarps, too. Right. But Okay. No. So never use the fleas. We, we use, use tensioners. And stingers. And stingers on the end of our tarp. Love all the tarp questions. <laughs> Love it. God, we haven't talked about, like, tarp We haven't hard. talked about tarps and, like, nerded out on and hammock gear in a long time. Uh, Arcana says, I've used shock cord on my fleas, but now I just have them attached to zing it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we use zing it. Yeah. Josh. Actually, actually, pro tip on your tie-outs Use some sort of glow wire or reflective cord. I, I second. I love that. Um, at night, there's nothing more annoying than tripping on your freaking tarp tieouts um, and your hammock tieouts. Put some reflective uh, glow wire on there, some reflective cord. It's not that much more expensive than zing it, and it's it just lights up at night. And you you know when you've had like you know five or six drinks, you know you don't want to trip on your cords. Josh says Tim and I did the shot cord mod on our old parts when we first started hammocking oh, old tarps um and he has sil poly and it doesn't sag so that's good okay that's good to know yeah. okay wait uh, so they do they use shock core and that uh, yeah. eats away at the slop yeah nice yeah i mean it makes sense mm-hmm. makes sense it makes sense nice all right um uh you want to fire up another we're gonna we're trying to like watch the chat and then go through these instagram questions yeah um Somebody nominated you for Kevin Schill for governor. Arcana wants you to go for governor. You must be a, a libertarian. Funny, funny thought about that is that <laughs> let's not go there. Okay. It's not about, I'm not running for governor. Right? <laughs> I have a very interesting political views. Like most people, I'm yeah. pretty liberal on things, pretty conservative on things, a very libertarian on a lot of things. So you're like 90% of the country. That's not what the news wants you to think. Yeah, I know that's not what the news wants you to think. 
Very anti news. <laughs> okay. Another uh, question from Instagram is uh, this is from uh, Rebecca Bradnam as well. Is there a major difference between your summer pack and winter pack? Great, great question. The capacity and difference. So we it, could have a whole podcast. And the answer this. is yes. Yeah, there is a huge difference in capacity between our summer and our winter loadouts. Um, Mine's like 20 to 30 we should, liters. We should do video on this. Summer versus winter loadout considerations. Anyway, yeah, um, winter stuff just takes up more volume, right? You're taking uh, bigger clothes. You're taking maybe bigger... Sh- I bring a bigger... Sh- I, I bring a double wall shelter when I'm on the ground in the winter. Um, in the winter in a hammock, I'm bringing a top cover. All these things add to volume, to pack volume. Yeah. Um, more down more down sometimes we're bringing more food in the what, winter what, with the I, hot tent we're bringing a ton of stuff how many liters with um are the arc hauls with like all the they're odds? like 65 yeah and so they're huge i know so my light af is probably what like 40 45 with that yeah, with the pouches right. pockets and, and andy stuff. you know what's interesting is andy has a 35 liter which is really like you know 45 liter yeah he's a 35 liter light af pack i have a 40 liter light af pack and that difference of five liters, I can use my forty liter pack in the winter, and and Andy, I can't, cannot. It, it I it literally like I'd have to strap stuff to the side to pack, and it'd be so uncomfortable. <laughs> now, part of that is the last year or two, I've been using tents in the winter, and they just take up less space. Um, but yeah, huge difference in volume between summer and winter loadouts, just mainly driven by you got to bring w- warmer clothes. And, you know, we're, we're bringing a hot tent. And when you're bringing a hot tent, you need a lot of space because it's big. Yeah. Um, great question, though. Great yep. question. All right. Um, here's, I'm just going to, I'm going to keep going through these Instagram okay. ones. Uh, I want to get this name right. Bradley Dissolve Photo. This is a good question. What rain pants to recommend? Great question. So the only rain pants Andy and I have ever used. So I don't ever use. I can only recommend one pair. Honestly, the REI brand rain pants. And we bought them because they were cheap. They have, they're really good. Yeah, they're they're not light. They're right? not light. They're waterproof. Yeah, they are waterproof. They're though. not. They're actually like they're fairly breathable. I think mm-hmm. ish. They're like sixty five bucks. Yeah, they but, were they were cheap, and uh, I I must say they are very waterproof, and we. I, I remember I was at REI and I grabbed them last minute for both of us. And I'm like, I did not get full zip ones. Cause I was like, I don't want full zip rain pants. Oh, you did. No, ours aren't full zip. They're, they are. No, they're just, they're just like ankle. Okay. Okay. And I was like, why would I buy full, get full like, zip rain pants? Yeah. I was like, cause I rarely am going to use these and I want as much protection as possible. I get the full zip easy to get on and off and you know, and you can, they can breathe more. Right. Um, but I will say nine times out of 10, I, I use the rain pants more in snow as like a snow pant. Um, I'm using the rain skirt. I love the rain skirt. I get I get made fun of. The rain skirt is the way to go. Rain pants are only coming when the temperature is below 40 and it's raining. Yeah. Um, otherwise, the rain skirt, it's cheaper. It's lighter. Um, I actually use it for running. You know, when it's running and raining, I use it now. I'm a big fan of the rain skirt. And shout out to Frozen um for getting me onto those you'll get ripped on a lot (laughs) for wearing it but i don't care um here's a good question from mike k in the chat need a new shelter thinking the duplex or altiplex doing jmt in august i'm six two i know Um, you guys have used both 
So the the honest so the Altiplex is about 15 ounces, the duplex is about five ounces. I love the duplex. The the duplex is nice. Honestly, if you can spare five ounces, get the duplex. If I was in his position, I'm doing the Altiplex. Interesting, really. Yeah, just because I want it light as possible. But Altiplex is a sweet tent. But but um, but, but the you're, duplex I mean, is nice. You're in there. Yeah, you're in there. You're in there. Your stuff sit in the vestibules. Yeah, that's see, here's the deal. In the Altiplex, it is very very difficult to get your gear in the tent with you. So something like the JMT, where you're probably not dealing with rain a lot of the time. You know, probably you probably don't need your stuff in there with you. Mm-hmm. The nice thing about the Altiplex is you can have all your crap in your tent. You can go through it at night. I mean, you got you got room. You can't do that in the Altiplex. But you do save five ounces, maybe six ounces, honestly. Um, and a spoiler alert. I no, know how no, we can't no, say no, it. No. Okay. No, no. We'll just say Z-Packs. They're thinking about that. Z-Packs knows people are like Altiplex or Duplex, and they're, you know, they're on it. They're on it. Yep. Um, all right. These are really good questions. Uh, let me see here. Oh, back to the Instagram. <laughs> Same person, Bradley something photo. What pocket knife do you recommend for backpacking? So um, I got the one of these Kershaws. They're pretty sweet. But honestly, the Swiss Army knife. So the, the mini. The, the mini Swiss Army knife. It's yeah. going to get, it's going to be good nine out of ten times. And you get, you get scissors for cutting Luco tape. But, but if you're asking this question, you're like, I don't want to get, like, I don't, I don't want a Swiss Army knife. Like the Kershaw is what I have. Um, some model of Kershaw. Be- Becker's actually into knives. He's he's got good good info on knives. Um, Dan is. We're not knife people. We're not knife people. But uh, I I like the Kershaw, dude. It's a, it was sixty bucks. It's not cheap, but uh, it's it is so sharp and uh, it has a good flip mechanism. And I mean, you like it. It's it's a cool little knife. Yeah, I I, I mean, I'm not gonna. It's the Kershaw Air. Um, good question. Yep. All right. Uh, another question. From Instagram. Okay. Been a life. Uh, this is from Southern Hike. Been a lifelong tent camper. Tent backpacker. Sorry. One. What would you recommend for a side sleeper if I wanted to buy a hammock? Thoughts on dream hammocks? So, um, first off, I think, and I'll be curious what you think about this. Yeah. Would you say a bridge hammock? No. For a side sleeper? Mm-mm. Really? No. I thought I, you would. No. I, I would actually. So, you can definitely. I, I think is. You know, I've only I only have experience with the Chameleon, the Warbonnet Blackbird, and the Banyan Bridge. And the Chameleon was by far the easiest. And the Dream see. Hammock. You've slept in the Dream Hammock. Oh, right. <laughs> I forgot about that one. I Yeah. I, I would say, for me, the Gathered Ends were easier to side sleep on. Yeah, I, I think the bridges are. That's an interesting... Um, Data point though about yeah. you, how you think about that. But I sleep better in the banyan because I can sleep on my back now just fine. And then the next part of this question is: Was it specific to Dream Hammock? I mean, they're, they're great. They're good. We, yeah. I had the Darien. I, I I literally only sold it because I had I had at one point I had three gathered end hammocks, and the Darien was the one I had the least amount of accessories for. So like the Dream Hammock, I had all this stuff for, and so that's why I sold it. Here's one thing I will say. I mistakenly got an extra wide hammock in the, and it was awesome. So depending on your, and I'm not like a super wide guy, but depending on your body shape, wide hammocks are the way to go. Um, 
Super yeah. comfortable. It's super comfortable comfortable to side sleep on. Yeah. My next hammock purchase is gonna be one of those ultralight hammocks. The monolight ones? Some one of I don't know. There's a few out there. I, I don't know. They they intrigue me. They're so light. I know. Dutch has got one now. I know. I know. There's yeah. a few there's a few out there. Wonder, so does Spagiver have it? Dutch Dutch always gives all the sweet shit to Spagiver. <laughs> Rightfully so. Yeah, like Spagiver and Syntax. They get all the Dutch stuff. Let's probably move your phone. The top off. This is good. Yeah, you you never find this in Ohio. No, but it's readily available on shelves outside. This of is Ohio. like one, this is one of Wild Turkey's like top 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 shelf top shelf lines. Yeah, it's on the shelves. Kentucky Spirit. How much barrel. is it? Sixty bucks. Oh, it's sixty. It's good. It's not as good as Bland's, um, but it's good. Give a little topper, just, just a little bit. So that's that's, that's good. good. Thanks. <laughs> Come on, it's Saturday. Oh, oh God! All right, what's next? All right, so let me go into the chat here. Um, let me see. Uh, oh, Steve recommended Montbell versus Light Rain Pants for the win. I've heard. I, yeah. I actually I've heard really good things about those. I love Montbell stuff. Montbell stuff is awesome, especially for the price. And I, but I will say, what super intrigues me, they're so expensive. Is yeah. the the Z Packs Vertice rain jacket and rain pants. Um, they're so expensive, but if you look at the statistics on the breathability of the fabric they make that stuff out of, it's like it's like more breathable than Gore-Tex. Um, I've never tried either of them, um, but the Z-Packs Vertice Rain stuff really intrigues me. Yeah, and Lightning Equipment's got nice stuff too. Yeah, but I but honestly, for a quote unquote big box non cottage vendor, Montbell is killing it. Yeah, I have two Montbell jackets. Jackets, sleeping bags. I mean, they've they've got good stuff and and light. Yeah, so I like it. Here's a great question from Carl Seven. It says gave up hammocks in '82. Oh shit! But, nice. <laughs> I can't. Hammocks imagine. have changed a lot since 1982. Yeah, but would like to give them another try this summer in hot, in hot, humid summer weather. Suggestions for a decent setup. It's a great question. I, I think. I mean, it's it's kind of hard to say. So like, let's let's talk about the hammocks we've used. Dutchware Chameleon, Dutchware Banyan, Warbonnet Blackbird XLC, Dream Hammock Darien. And uh, Banyan Bridge. I said Banyan oh, Bridge. Oh, did you? Sorry. So we only, we've experience with four hammocks. I will say the ones that we, the hammock that we've used the most by far chameleon. is the chameleon. Yeah. Dutchware Chameleon, great hammock. They're all really, really good hammocks. Pros to the Dutchware and other hammock manufacturers are coming on board with this. Dutchware has a ton of modular accessories for it, which is awesome. Top covers bags sidecars i mean he's got a ton of stuff made that's just like zip it on and it works and i and the dutchware chameleon is like 150 160 bucks it's not, it's not that bad um i will say i've never found any hammock quite like the war bonnet blackbird yeah um in terms of that shelf is awesome um uh, I, I mean sam loves his i, I, I love but i love hammocks where you can zip in and out on both yeah. sides i yeah, really I see, like that you know i honestly don't care about that I, i've just i found myself setting it up and having to get in and get out and it's just nice to have that option but the so. nice thing about that is that um since it's full zip then gives you the options to accessorize correct so what's your recommendation are you going dutchware chameleon you're going banyan if you don't care about weight Consider a, um, you know, a bridge style hammock. Yeah. There's a few manufacturers. I, like we have the most experience with the chameleon and we like it. So, but there's so many good hammock manufacturers out there. 
There are. It's hard. And there's there's these monolite things we've never tried. Yeah. Good question, though. Yeah. A lot of hammock stuff tonight. Love it. Hey, the weather's getting warm. Yeah, getting love those it. Hammocks I'm, out. I'm excited. I think the next trip we do one of our little overnights, I'm taking the banyan. Yeah. Uh, Dan Fugate says, have you guys tried the three FUL Lanchion two? No, these, those Lanchion tents yeah. though, they intrigue me at the price point cause they're super cheap for the weight. Um, but no, I've never tried one. Um, uh, they this, intrigue me though. Yeah. And I think they're, I think they're freestanding. I don't know about the one he's referencing. Yeah. Oh, this is interesting. Going back to the knife stuff. Carl seven says razor blade and Swiss army tweezers. That's a good idea. Yeah. I cannot tell you how many times I've enjoyed having scissors and tweezers. Well, I, I think I'm just going to like maybe at some point get just a pair of ultralight uh, scissors. We've talked about that before. Yeah. yeah. Getting some like titanium scissors, but the scissors on the Swiss army work fine. I know. I know. You know? Yeah. Uh, scissors. Scissors are an incredibly undervalued part of a kit. Um, high usage for scissors, I think. Yeah. Uh, oh, here's some good recommendations recommendations c salmons nine says do the cloud 71 trailheads has the poltergeist it's eight and a half ounces for a netted hammock freaking eight crazy and a half ounces. Yeah. i got the netless to use with different nets so think about this eight and a half ounce hammock plus um how how heavy is the let f tarp 13 12 13 ounces mm. let's say 12 ounces yeah so 20 ounces for i mean that's a duplex a duplex is 20 ounces 20 ounces for a hammock setup now. I mean, that's insane. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. Um, the chameleon is like 15 or 16 ounces. Yeah. Dan Fugate says, do you guys treat your gear with permethrin? Yes. Yep. We do. Um, yeah, we do. And, um, uh, you know, not every trip and we don't, something that I don't do is I don't do the tent, but you probably should at least the bottom of the tent. We do the hammocks. Yeah. We don't do the tarps. Uh, but everything else, packs, shoes, socks, clothes, and pro tip. Um, I got this tip from Tim Watson, but just go on Amazon and buy the like tractor yeah, the, supply thing of permethrin. It yeah. costs as much as the little Sawyer bottle, and it's, like, it's literally like a hundred times more yeah. permethrin, and just mix it up yourself. Um, and one thing I don't do, and I keep saying I'm going to do this, I've never done the like submerge the stuff in permethrin. We spray it. Yeah, I think submerge it's got to be better. Um, Big fans of permethrin. Yeah. It, it works. Uh, sorry. There's a lot of good stuff flying in the chat, so good. I'm trying to keep up with it here. Uh, Greg Morton Outdoors, did you pick up some AD Laws four-grain bourbon when you were in Colorado? No, yeah. and, and and to be honest with you, I went to multiple liquor stores out there, and they, they just where I was, they were not into bourbon. It was like Makers and Jack. Yeah, and, and honestly, they had a couple locally distilled bourbons I didn't get. Um, but they didn't like, they didn't have, they didn't have your Wellers. They didn't have your Buffalo traces. They didn't have like any of that. And like looking at the size of the bourbon aisles out there in the liquor stores, like you can tell, like they're not into bourbon out there, at least where I was in Colorado. And like, if you go to Ohio where we live, like the bourbon part of the liquor store is like potentially the biggest part of the liquor store. Yeah. So, uh, oh, I didn't I, run into what, what's the name of this bourbon? 80, 80. I've heard of it. 80 grand. No. Ugh. Crap. I've never heard of it. Um, so no to answer your question. But I did I did um I did go bourbon hunting while I was out there. Yep. I went to like two or three liquor stores. Nevada, on the other hand, good. 
Nevada had real good bourbon selection. Yeah, they did. Um, I was at Reno specifically where we were, yeah. where we were had really good bourbon. Um, all right. Adam K says, what's your favorite store to shop for camp and hiking food? Had an epiphany at Dollar Tree, individual packaged goods galore. Yeah. Honestly, like the grocery store. Yeah. Like, well, um, I mean, it depends. Like, are you after like backpacking specific food or just like food you can just take out there? So backpacking specific food, Andy and I, we love REI. Yeah. They have a great selection. Um, but if like, you're just looking at like, honestly, like the grocery store, go to that aisle. Go to that. And like the, like the dollar store, that's yeah, a yeah. good heads up. Go to the powdered mashed potato aisle. Yeah, the, uh, the dollar store, though. That, yeah. That's a good heads up. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Um, okay, going back to Instagram here. Uh, okay, Mary Outside 99 says, top three hikes on the bucket list. Great. I think great for, question. Yeah, I think number one is that you and I have always talked about this. Like we're gonna be those like sixty five year old dudes. Let's, that, let's just say a through hike. A, a through hike. Not now. We can't right now. But maybe. so, so number so one of the PCT. three. No, it's PCT. It's the PCT. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's the PCT. In fact, if you look at my top three bucket list hikes, the AT is not in the top three. <laughs> I, I, no, I would love to do the AT. I would. I, I'm doing the PCT. And I think we first. will do the. Now, now the question is, let's, let's limit this to the United States. Okay. Because I don't know enough about, like, there's some really cool stuff in Europe. There's some cool stuff yeah. in Canada. There's some cool stuff in Australia, New Zealand. I'm I not, yeah. I don't I'm, know enough about that. I'm yet. not going to stick to, like, top three, but I'm going to say some stuff that I definitely want to do before, like, I die. Okay, so what do you got? I want to do the entire Colorado Trail. Great one. Yep. I want to do the Wonderland Trail. Ooh, didn't think about that. Great one. Yeah. I want to do more stuff in in California. Arizona Trail. Uh, I'd like, yeah, definitely some parts of the Arizona Trail. You want to do the JMT? Yeah, I mean the JMT looks awesome. We're not going to count the TRT because we're doing that this year. Yeah. Um, um, I got one on. I got one for you. Yeah. What's that? Your Superior Hiking Trail. Yeah, that's on my list. Really? Yeah. For the amount of time that it takes, it would take to do that. I think I'd rather go out west. And this brings up something I wanted to discuss with you. Dude, for two to three hundred dollars, we can fly round trip out west. I know, I know, I know. I, know. I am I done with this Ohio stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like for the last five years, Andy and I every month have been going out into Ohio just to like do stuff, gear test, get outside. We're gonna keep doing that, but this year. For three hundred bucks, I'm flying nonstop to Denver. I'm flying out to Park City. I'm flying out to um, maybe somewhere in the South. I'm flying out to New Hampshire and Maine. It's just where I mean, flight prices are so cheap right now, and I'm not doing that every month. I'm not doing that every other month. But if it comes down to going to Ohio once a month or flying out to Colorado every three months, I'm good. See ya. <laughs> yeah. So that's something uh, that's going to be new. Yeah. And part of that is we've hit everything. It's just like, you know, we're trying to figure out like, do we go do, do we go to Zaleski this weekend? No, do, we're done with that. Yeah. Do we go to Vesuvius? We're, we're still going to do yeah. that, you know, at least once a year, but we were going every month doing a spot in Ohio and we've been to these places so just much. out. It's just, it's worth it to take a two hour flight out to Denver or a three hour flight out to Salt Lake City. 
Um, it's not that expensive. I'm not talking about doing this every month. I'm not even talking about doing this every every other month. But once a quarter? Maybe. You no, know, I think we're going to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and that's also a cool thing about YouTube um, is that we just, we know a lot of people that live out in these areas. So it makes backpacking out there just so much easier when you know people out there. So um, yeah. that's kind of the new stance I'm taking. Yeah, that's cool. Um, it's just, it's just worth it for the money. It's just, it's not that expensive to fly. I mean, you and I, I priced this out, dude. You and I could take one day off of work, fly out to Denver, do potentially three nights on the Colorado trail, come back for like less than three to $400 a person. Yeah, I know. And like we're doing that, you know, like, um, so it's kind of like the new, that's kind of the new, like stance I'm taking on this for this year at least. And that's kind of, we have not talked about this at all, but, um, we are going back to Colorado, uh, this year. And, you know, we've talked about this like ad nauseum. We're doing two weeks, uh, in California, Nevada, on the Tower Rim Trail. So we're going to be flying a little bit more this year. Um, it's just flight prices are cheap, um, and you can get there. And, you know, I don't know if that will always be the case, but, you know, flights cheap. Flights are cheap right now, so take advantage of it. Yeah. Sweet Jen says, Gossamer Gear has some great small lightweight scissors, and I just pulled them up on Gossamer Gear. Yeah, 3 bucks. That's awesome. $3? Yeah. How much do they weigh? <sighs> you didn't look at that? No. Hold on. I've uh, seen these. Are they plastic? Yeah. Yeah. Scissors, $3. Come on, specs. That should be the first thing. Oh, 0.17 ounces. Five Point, grams. Five grams, done. You should just buy them right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice heads up. Who Who is that? Sweet Gen 77. Sweet Gen 77. Thank you. Um, we'll probably buy those right after this podcast. Yeah. Five grams? Yep. Done. Patrice M., Midwest trip suggestion. You mentioned Isle Royal. And I know the ferry is going to happen this year. What, which month is best to make the trip considering bugs, weather, et cetera? Uh, early September, end of August. Yeah. Probably more towards early September. It's going to be cold and wet, but you beat the bugs. It won't be that cold. Um, you're going to get some rain. But I mean, honest to God, Andy and I went there end of August, early September, and there were still bugs. But yeah. it was cool. So you're wearing long sleeves. So it doesn't really matter. You know, yeah. um, and they weren't bad enough to to necessitate wearing a headband or anything. It wasn't no, like that. No. And there weren't any black flies. Oh, no. Thank God. Uh, but there Just were mosquitoes. mosquitoes and it was like 50 degrees out. And I'm like sitting in a sweatshirt. I'm like, what are you doing, man? Like, <laughs> you're not going to bite through this thing. It's like insane to me. But yeah. I know when you get to those northern latitudes, the bugs are a little bit hardier. But to answer the question, I mean, would you agree with that? Maybe yeah. all of September. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. You you're should, you're going to get rain every day and for a little bit. Of time. And you should potentially consider skipping the Labor Day area because there'll be a, the, the, the Labor Day region of time because there'll be a lot of people out there during Labor Day. Um, but honestly, that time frame, August, September is usually the best time to hike like anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Um, Okay, thinking, uh, Dan in Fugate says, thinking about doing ocean to lake trail in Florida. I'm not sure what that is. In I've Jan heard of that. In yeah. January or February. God, that's a great time to. Yeah, and honestly, that something Andy and I talked about this year was like, dude, January, February, let's do the Florida trail. <laughs> yeah. Or let's, you know, let's go down there. Adam K says, June is for Isle Royal, similar to Minnesota's Superior Hiking Trail. You're going to, I mean. Well, June, you're, you're before the black flies. No. No, no, no. I no, thought no. you were. No, I thought you... Black Flies was like end of June, July. No. You're getting them then. But that's fine. Now, I will say, if you can time it to go, 
like right after the snow melts and right. So probably like end of May, early, early June, maybe like a Memorial Day thing. That's probably a good time. It's going to be cold, but I think that that might be a good a good bet as well. Yeah. Arcana posted and I I'm aware of this. I remember your comment it says doing one of my bucket lists this year, Ray Lakes Loop. That looks unbelievable have you seen i've that never even heard of it yeah it's 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 in the sierras it, what's it called the ray lakes loop it's a real popular popular trail not that not that it's loaded with people but it's just so pretty it's called the ray lakes trail loop ray lakes loop yeah here. and where is it in california um i'll show you it's like, i should pull up the screen for these people to see but yeah andy's got it it's beautiful zoom out where is that like zoom way out yeah keep going Keep going. Okay, not that far. <laughs> it's, 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 um, yeah. It's, it's, it's like directly east of what? Sierra National Forest. Oh, it's directly east of Fresno. Yeah, there's Mount Whitney. And this it's is like the route. So, it's so like mid California. So, see this 395? Is that the PCT? No, 395 is what I drove from Reno to Palm Springs. But does the PCT go past this place? Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. Cool. Ray Lakes Loop. Have Here, to check that I'll out. It looks you, really pretty. No, no, I'll show you some images. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Um, yeah, it looks really pretty. You know, you know, one problem with these like Look at that. Wow, wow. That's incredible. Yeah. I bet that place is slammed. It's permanent. With people. It's permanent. Oh, good. Yeah. I was going to say one problem with these like super beautiful places is especially cuz of COVID, they're just overrun with people. Something I'm worried about for the TRT this year. Yeah, Brian. I'm gonna spell. Uh, sorry about. I'm gonna butcher your last name, Brian Jet Jetjura. <laughs> Let me see. This. How do you pronounce that, Brian uh, Jetjura? Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, drive up to Michigan here on National Forest. Yeah, we love Michigan. Michigan is freaking awesome. Yeah, huge fan of Michigan. Need to go there more. Yeah. In fact. If I'm driving anywhere now, it's either Michigan or West Virginia or, or maybe Virginia. Or Pennsylvania. Or Pennsylvania. <laughs> or Kentucky. Every, every state Shit. around Ohio. <laughs> every state other than Indiana <laughs> or Illinois. <laughs> um, Andrew Greenlee said, second on Michigan, have you guys been to Manistee River Loop? No. No. And no. that's like one of the places that no. you know, we'd we've, love to. Yeah. We've done Isle Royal in Michigan and we've done um, Pictured Rocks. Yeah. You've uh, done uh, you've done stuff without me there. Oh yeah, I've done. Uh, what's that island? No, no, no. What's the island? Jason Wish was there. I did that. Um, crap. It's in like I Michigan. know what you're talking about. Can't remember the name of the island. Uh oh, here's an interesting one. Josh says flying to Washington in July. Josh, like Washington State. Yeah, Josh. What are you guys doing? You what are you doing? I bet, you doing do, I bet they're doing Mount Hood. Is it, who are you going with, Josh? I bet it's Tim. Tim is was, you and Tim? Tim was posting on Instagram today that he was permethering. He was doing he's got, it's because he's going to the Smokies. Well, I know that, but they're up to something. What are you guys up to? <laughs> That's cool for you guys. You guys have never been out, out that far west. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Adam K., I'm going to have to check out your idea for airline tickets. Yeah, I, I literally, I just costed out this Colorado trip. I costed out an um, uh, end of, I'm not going to say when, summer Colorado trip. Um, from where we live, we can fly direct to Denver for between two and $300. Um, and then Denver 
depending on where you want to go in Colorado, like if you want to go to Breckenridge or that area of Summit County, you, it's $60 each way um, on a shuttle to get out there. Um, so let's say you get a, let's say worst case scenario, if you get a ticket for 300 bucks, so $420, you're getting to the trailhead and back. Yeah. Um, so then maybe throw in a, maybe a night in a hotel, maybe some ancillary expenses. You're looking at 500 bucks for us for a, you know, a three to four night thing in Colorado. And like, that's just a no brainer. It's going to cost us a hundred bucks to go to West Virginia <laughs> and West Virginia is sweet, but like, I'd rather, you know, at this point there's just Colorado has so much to offer. Um, and I, I'm not like, there's other places you can get to relatively cheap right now. Um, even Reno. I mean, even going to Tahoe, 300 yeah. bucks, 315 yeah. bucks from where we live. And by the way, if you need like, you could stay at the casinos in Reno. It's like 35 bucks a night. Right. Um, and there's outfitters that'll take you into the mountains and stuff. Yeah. So something to consider, you know. Uh, Thomas Bewick says, just joined having a little Woodford reserve on ice with the brothers. Nice. I like Woodford. We don't drink enough Woodford related products. Um, Do you? You don't love it? I like Woodford. When you, when you go to Ruby's, I know I like the double oaked. When when you go to Ruby's, the high level bourbon they have is a Woodford, and it is real good. Yeah. Uh, let's see. There's a lot of comments. Yeah, I'm trying to keep up with them. Um, oh, Arcana says it connects to the PCT and JMT. Okay, nice. Really? Yeah. Uh, what else we got here? We'll be traveling. Oh, AJ Ead says we'll be traveling across Western U.S. in in our RV this summer. We have nice. We have experience with that. Andy and I did that growing up. Yep. Uh, that's fun. Hey, RVing so hot right now. It's so hot right now. Yeah. In fact, my neighbor just bought a trailer. It was like a ten month wait list just to get a trailer. The, him? He got an Airstream. Really? Yeah. I'm like, all right, man. McKelvey Brothers yeah, Outdoors. I'm like, he's like, oh, we're going fishing. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, RVing is so... Because of COVID, right? Yeah. In fact, when we were out in Tahoe, they had to seriously clamp down on the camping restrictions in the campgrounds because there were so many people RVing. And my neighbor who bought a trailer, he's going to Alabama. He's going to freaking like Alabama or Missouri. He's going somewhere. And Are they he's, going fishing? No, it's a family trip. He tried to book an RV campground spot in July, and they're already booking up. Got to pull what the shills did and just stay in Walmart. Or or Flying J (laughs) or the pilot. Uh, But RVing is so hot right now. I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense. Um, Okay. Trying to catch up here. Oh, AJ says, what about four pass loop in Aspen? That's a very popular one. Yeah. has Tim Tim and them have done that, yeah. right? Yeah. Um definitely on the list. Uh we we've been to Aspen many times skiing actually. Um never backpacking. Aspen is just it's it's just far from the airport. <laughs> it's like what, three or four hours? <laughs> At least, you know, it's tough to get to. Um yeah. so you know, when we go to Colorado, we we've been picking logistically easy places to get to, but that four pass loop is that's like Maroon Bells, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's really pretty. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, I think I caught up with the comments. We got more Instagram ones. No, no there were like ten. Hold on. No bourbon hunting, bucket list hikes, switching, uh, pocket knives, rain pants. Oh, maybe we did get them all. Yeah. Uh, look, you want to rant? Are we here for some rants? Yeah. 
Don't, uh, don't say the name. No, no, no. Well, I, I, hold on. I have a, a minor rant before we get to the big rant. Okay. The big rant's a little juicy, folks. The minor rant is this is not related to anything outdoors. Yeah. We were out, Andy and I were out west visiting our sister. Great time. Um, the NCAA basketball tournament was on out there. Get out of here with these 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time sports events I know. on a Monday. <laughs> like, get out of here, NCAA. The college football championship's the same way. Wait, you're just totally just derailing this, like, outdoor. This is a rant. I was out there. I was like, this is bullshit. Like, I, I can't start watching a two to four hour sporting event at 930 on a Monday. I'm a nine month old. <laughs> like that. Come on, get out of here. Anyway, the whole point of that was we were in Reno. It was at 630. And that was lovely. And it was awesome. Okay. And that's what the NFL does. I don't know what's prohibiting them from. I mean, I get that one of the final, one of the championship teams was on the West coast. I get it. So you can't have it. At, you can't have it at, at a time that's like 5.30 on the West Coast time. So do it on a Friday. Do it on a Sunday. Do it at a time. The NCAA is outrageous, all right? We got work. We got things to take care of. Get out of here. All right, that was the minor rant. All right, here's the major rant. Okay, hold on. I, I, Careful. I, I won't say who it is. Andy. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, hey, you, you know you're getting big on YouTube, though, when this happens. Yeah. So we received... <laughs> We received our first, and I have not told my wife this. This isn't an, it's not an official like YouTube one though. No, I'm going to, I, oh, I know. I'm going to rant about all of this. We received our first copyright infringement <laughs> notification. <laughs> so this is what happened. And before you all ask, I'm not going to tell you who came after us. Yeah. It's somebody you most likely all know. I'm not going to say who it is because I do not want to drive any traffic to their business. <laughs> and then also, and even, and I'm just telling you, even if I tell you who it is, a lot of the people listening are going to go to their website and I don't want that to happen. Yeah. So I'm not going to tell you who it is. I'm not going to tell you um, a lot of specifics. All I'm going to say is this. Andy and I produced a video years ago Yeah. that had... As we do with a ton of videos, it had a product name in the video. Like, here's the analogy. Let's 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 let, let's create a. Uh, oh no, I'm gonna give a good analogy. And okay. no, it was obviously not Z packs, but I'm going to use Z packs as the analogy. So we released. Um, I've done multiple videos on the Z packs Altiplex, right? Here's a review of the Altiplex. So the video title is, you know, I think it was, you know. The video title has the word Altiplex in the title. The analogy would be ZPAX emailing us saying, we have copyrighted and trademarked the term Altiplex, which they very well could have, and bashing us for copyright infringement and telling us to take it down. Another good analogy, because ZPAX, I don't know if they've copyright Altiplex. And I can't reinforce enough... Z-Packs, isn't it? No, it's, it's not, not Z-Packs. <laughs> it is not Z-Packs. Z-Packs has been nothing but good Z-Packs is super cool to us. Like, it is not Z-Packs. Here's a good analogy. Let's say, like, my wife, um, she drives a Toyota RAV4. I can almost guarantee you Toyota has copywritten the term RAV4. Right. The analogy would be, my wife puts out a video saying, my thoughts on the Toyota RAV4. And 
Honda or Toyota contact them saying, you have used a copywritten term in your video, change it or take it down. So that's what happened. We received an email for copyright infringement because we used a product name in a video and they claimed that because they owned the trademark copyright stuff for that product type, product name, that us using the the term in the video title was copyright infringement. Now, here's how this played out. First off, I'm married. It wasn't Dutch, Josh. It was not Dutch, no. And I'm not, it was not Dutch. Although this, I, we were not, don't ask us who it was. It's a, it's a company I guarantee you, you've all heard of. And furthermore, well, even if I say this, it's, it's telling. No, don't, don't, don't. We've bought stuff from this company. We no, have. No, we yes, haven't. Yes, we have. We have. Okay. I'll tell you afterwards. Okay. One, one of the, and this won't give away who it is, but one of the Black Friday giveaways, they requested a gift card from this company. Oh. First off, all right, I haven't told my wife this, so maybe if she's in the chat, she, I, my wife's a lawyer. She's not an IP lawyer. She's not a copyright lawyer. I almost, came, I almost like lawyered the F up and came, came after him, but I didn't. I responded, hey, I changed the title of the video. Yeah, we I mean, made I mean, it. I mean, realistically, dude, it was a video from like four years ago that has like a thousand views. Okay. I was like, I changed the title of the video. Done. Don't care. You know, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> Sorry. Get one F. But the video was, we own the copyright to this product. You having a video with this name in the United States is copyright infringement. And I don't know if that's true. This was not a letter from a lawyer. This is a letter from the company directly. So- here, here's here's the part that really grinds my gears. Okay. There's a lot of this that really grinds my gears. So, first of all, I, I, I you did the right thing. By, yeah, it by, was a low effort thing. I'm like, I don't care. I'll change the title. Yeah. Go away. So, like I said, so cover they, your ears. So, Fuck off. So, then said company. Oh, went, you're going to get to the... No, this is the best part of the whole story. Then, best part of the whole story. Then said company offered to send us free product and their point of view for us to promote. Yeah. They're like, well, so what happened? And you can explain this. What happened was, okay, they came at us huge legal email. I sent a one sentence response. Hey, I'll change. I I changed the title of the video from this to this. So it does not infringe on your copyright done. Like I said, fuck off last time I'm swearing the next email back from them. And you can rant about this was, would you guys like some product to try? <laughs> so, no, uh, <laughs> go away. We're not pimping your product. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. And th- that's like, like what, what are you thinking? So not only are you We're going not to, doing you any favors. Yeah. Not only are you going to come after us like that, then you're going to, to want, give us products so that we can put it online for you and do like reviews and stuff. Like, first of all, like absolutely not. Yeah. And you know, this is one of those things that I'm back- glad you didn't respond. We did not respond. Yeah. The answer would be no, we don't want your product, but that would be a nice way of saying. Yeah. It. But this is one of those things. And you know, Becker gets a lot of crap for this. Just a little but, one. I uh, know I'm good. Okay. Um, Becker gets a lot of crap for this and, um, he's absolutely right. Uh, Companies, you know, when when we get gear from companies, it's, it's we have not gotten gear from companies in a long time. We haven't, but we just ask for money. <laughs> but 
when we have gotten gear for companies, it's 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 gear that we're passionate about. We really like, and we may it may end up on videos. It may not, and that's what we sit, tell everybody. Yeah, and and on honestly, every company is cool with that. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. like you can. I mean, usually we're like send it to Andy. It's if it shows up, it shows up. If it doesn't, we offer no guarantees. Yeah, and so. Becker takes this stance of like, so you're going to send me, let's say a hundred dollar piece of gear and I'm going to make this video of it and it, and I'm going to put it on YouTube and it's going to get promoted. And all you had to do was send me a, like a hundred bucks. Like that's BS. Yeah. The point is at least, and especially it's like being, ta- it's being taken advantage is, of is companies. Um, companies will, will take advantage of a YouTube audience. It's cheap um, and it's good marketing. And it's a no-brainer for them because, like, even if I guarantee, if Andy and I said the name of this product, even though we're ripping on it, I can I can guarantee you someone would buy it because they'd be like, "Oh, that that's actually a cool product for me. I didn't know about it. I don't care if they wanted to sue the Shill Brothers. I'm gonna buy it." Yeah, you know. And uh, I don't I don't want to derail into that conversation um, about you know YouTube and gear and getting paid and sponsorships, but companies generally like a. Co- uh, it, if your video just gets a thousand views, all they had to do was pay very little. And they give it. you a couple hundred bucks. They're making out like bandits on that. <laughs> Shout out to UGQ. I haven't talked to Chad in a while. Chad from UGQ. So we have a promo code for UGQ. Yeah. Shield Bros 10. 10% off your code. We don't get shit from it. Okay. We don't, we don't want We don't want anything. But Chad is like... <laughs> Have I told you this? Chad's like, your code's been used almost 200 times. He's like, we've gotten 200 sales because of that. Yeah. That is ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 worth of revenue for them. Yeah. So. And that's great. And, and it's so, great. No, and that's good. Yeah. We're and happy if you, and if you want 10% off UGQ, use the code. We don't get anything from it. Like, I don't care. Um, but it's just the point is like something that's so minimal as sending a piece of gear to us for free. It it can generate so much money for them yeah. that a lot of companies will take advantage of that. And props to Dan. I mean, um, and Dan's Dan's told us that he's like, do not do that. Like, don't buy it yourself. If you really like it, like, or make them pay you or make them pay you. Like they're making a lot of money off of it and like, don't get taken advantage of. So, um, I don't know how we got in. It was just hilarious that this company had the balls to offer us and want us to promote their gear after sending us a nasty copyright infringement email. Like, all right, last time, fuck off. Like, <laughs> seriously, I'm yeah. sorry for all the f bombs. Um, here's the here's the counter. So, like, Kevin and I, like, we we get behind companies and we're happy. Also, like UGQ, and, for example, and we're sadly, happy. This company that we're referring to was one. I had a lot of, I thought was really good, really cool. And they are, yeah, they, they probably are. Yeah. I had a lot of respect for them. Yeah. But you as a company, you are paying somebody full time to comb through YouTube titles. I mean, that's what this is. Yeah. They didn't find this by chance. Yeah. This video had like a few thousand views. It's not a high viewed video. And I wasn't even, re- I wasn't even talking about their product. I just happened to use their product name in a, now I'm like, people will be able to find out what it is. Um, I don't even know where I was going with this rant. It was just like, this company is employing somebody full time to go after YouTubers or yeah. one of their employees job is to go after YouTubers. Um, 
And, I, and honestly, uh, I, we've spent all this time ripping and bashing them, but the email they sent us was not a dickish, dickishly toned email. I think that they were approaching it as best as they can. They weren't like, hey, F you, take this down immediately. It was like, hey, you're infringing on our copyright. This affects my business. Change it. And and I think their attempt to give us free product was try to like smooth it over. But they also have to understand like by by coming after us and then saying have some free product so that you can pimp it for us. Like that's just another smack in the face. Yeah. And uh, like don't offer. Okay. Like tips for that company. Don't offer the free product after you. Like, yeah. yeah. Them down. Guess what? Nobody's going to take it. <laughs> <laughs> or I told Andy what we do is we'd take the product and we'd burn it live. No, on stream. <laughs> no, no, we wouldn't, no, we do, wouldn't that. do that. That's dumb. No. Uh, but honestly, aside of all of this, I want to know from a legal standpoint if using just their product name in a YouTube video that's not even about that product is copyright infringement because I don't think it is. And I almost went back at them hard. Um, Your wife's texting you. I Okay, another rant. <laughs> another rant. I love my wife. She's the greatest. She's the best thing that ever happened to me. But she's texting me right now. My phone is in another room. Okay, I can't see the texts. I can't respond to them. Like, I'm sorry, babe. <laughs> you do this when I'm out running, too. Like, I can't respond. So put it in the chat, please. <laughs> no, I don't think she's going to want to drop her legal advice in the chat. Publicly. I just want to know. I would like to know, honey, if you made a video on the Toyota RAV4. You made a YouTube video entitled, My Thoughts on the Toyota RAV4. And assume Toyota RAV4 is a trademarked term. Is that copyright infringement? You making a YouTube video? So here's an interesting one. Arcana said, remember when Backcountry sued everyone for using Backcountry and now everyone is quick to grab their sponsorship money? Wait, wait. I didn't know Backcountry was suing people. I, I didn't either. I didn't either. But I will say if, if they're paying you, and they are, they're paying a lot of people in gear. And promo codes. This gets into a topic. Yeah, but I do uh, want but, to talk about. But at least, at least some of the people are getting paid. I guess I didn't know the they, they. I didn't know that. Oh either. wait, no, they. I did remember this because Dan got a lot of heat for accepting money from them because they were suing people. Um, this a lot of this conversation kind of points to the fact that YouTube is becoming a legitimate marketing source for companies, and it it, it has always been. But now companies are coming around and it, it it's becoming a dollars and cents thing for these companies. And, and honestly, you know, Andy and I, we run ads. We ran an ad for Art of the Trek. We're going to run some more ads for them. We get approached all the time by companies and we decline 99.9% .9 of them because at the end of the day, this is not our job. This is our hobby. We just want some money to buy cool roadcasters and cool audio video visual Maybe equipment. Play for a pay for a plane ticket. Maybe pay for a plane ticket, but we are not like unlike Dan Becker, unlike some of these channels, we do not have to feed a family with the YouTube. So that gives us some freedom to tell companies to F off, to refuse money from people. But we and we're not a big channel, right? I mean, we're we're not a big channel. We get hit up all the time. And now people just want to pay us. Um, and we are, we are incredibly selective about what we do because we have the freedom to not have to feed our families from, if we were, this was our full-time job, A, we'd be starving. Um, but it'd be a different story. But YouTube is now becoming, and it kind of sucks, 
And honestly, all aspects of YouTube have been this way for a long time. It's just the outdoor specific sphere has become immune to this because it's been so small. But if you go to any other part of YouTube, um, uh, tech reviews, yeah, drone videos, it has become very, very infiltrated by companies marketing because they're seeing the power of YouTube. It's just become it's so the, cheap for for manufacturers, and this is something um, to get their name out. It's just like there's always a million channels. This that is, and this is the thing, right? So Casey Neistat actually talks about this a little bit. Okay, so so let's look at the top end of YouTube. A, a person like Casey Neistat or someone whose videos get a million views, a company will come up to them and they'll say, "Hey, we'll literally," and this is how much money is in it, folks. They'll say, we'll give you $100,000 to play, to just just to say 20 seconds of something in a video that gets a million views. First off, that is so much money. That tells you how much the top end of YouTube is making. Yeah. But to these companies, these companies will pay $5, 10000000 million for a 30-second channel ad that will appear at 3 p.m. on ABC that, like, 50,000 people will see. Yeah, yeah. So them paying a hundred grand to get a million views, like it is such a better deal for them. Um, unfortunately for YouTube, you're just going to see it get worse and worse and worse because ad dollars are being shifted away from conventional television to things like YouTube and streaming. Hey, luckily for us, this is not our job. It will literally never be our job. So uh, Andy and I are somewhat selective in what we do. Um so we're yeah. never going to be like plastered in ads. We will do them. Yeah. And we um, have we have some relationships with some good companies that we we enjoy. And at the end of the day, every single cent and then take all the money we've made from YouTube and double it. That's how much money has been put into all of this. Um, so and I know I say it all the time, but you're, you're getting your money's worth, at least with us, you know, with production quality and stuff like that. Like everything's in 4K now. Yeah. I spilled water on the roadcaster. We got a new roadcaster because of that. Hey, that was on you. Yeah. Uh, I guess you bought, you paid for that. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I didn't, I, that was kind of a long like diatribe on like what's happening in YouTube. No, but, it's uh, just, it's just, it, I think it was just like, what really pissed me off was the smack in the face of like, take now take product and pimp it on YouTube. Give me a break. I know. Yeah, it was funny. You wanted yeah. to respond. I was like, no, no, delete the email. Done. We're done with them. It's not a product we really care that much about. Yeah. Like if I don't get this product, I, I'll be okay. Um, so anyway, that was a really long rant. But hey, you know you're getting big when you get your first copy. Did my wife, the lawyer, respond in chat at all? Because uh, I would like to know if you use a copywritten term in a YouTube video title, if that constitutes copyright infringement. Yeah. I mean, you're making money off of it. Yeah. And by the way, I don't have, I have zero problems with any channels that have advertisements because they're getting paid. Well, we have advertisements. No, no, I know. So. I know. There's some comments in here. There's some comments in here kind of like talking about that. Like as long as the creators are getting paid and not getting taken advantage of, I have zero problems. Yeah. I don't, I disagree a little bit. I don't like seeing people sell out entirely and uh, I don't care. I mean, it's like what? I, it's like I, 20, I don't like seeing it. It's like twenty seconds of a video, but it dilutes the content. It does. Just hit forward. You can on YouTube videos. You can just drag. You could drag, but I don't entirely disagree with that sentiment. Um, money corrupts everything, um, and yeah, 
yeah, I don't, I don't like seeing it entirely. Um, so that's my plug for us. We're not driven by money. <laughs> as you can tell by not, the fact, like when yeah. the stream goes down, we're getting up and like changing stuff. Not, <laughs> not yet. Maybe we'll be driven by money. Later. I mean, there's two of us. The, the amount of money this channel would have to make to replace our day jobs. No, it's yes. never happening. <laughs> not, not with this dropping it's, F bombs, drinking whiskey. It's never happening. Yeah. And that, and I, and I told Dan this, I don't know if we would want to do this for 40, 50 hours a week. I don't know if we would. Oh, God, the comments. I don't know if we would. So you don't have to worry about that with us. We, we take our sponsorship sponsorships selectively. Yeah. And, 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 um, you know, we have a, we have a good relationship with some people that send us gear. Um, yeah. And it's actually, it's very cool as a YouTube creator to have relationships yeah. with companies. And we, it is we, cool. And we, we really love the art of the track people too. Been, they're good people. They've been very good to us and have been, I and they're not the only ones. They're I mean, not they're, the only ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was a long rant, but first copyright strike, copyright infringement email. Yeah. Like the email was literally asterisk, 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 all caps, copyright, copyright infringement. infringement, asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. So I saw it like, Oh, fuck. you gotta be kidding me. And then I read the email and I was like, I don't know if this is actually copyright infringement. So I almost looped in my wife, who's a lawyer, and I didn't because just it was such a low effort task. No, to you did the it. right thing. You it was just right all right. Thing. I was yeah. like, just go away. I'll change the title of the video. I don't care. Um, so that was fun. Hey. All right. <laughs> we got anything else? So true story. I got. Calm down. <laughs> what's happening? What's happening? <laughs> The no. People want to know who it is. No, uh, yeah, people want. We're not going to say, but um, <laughs> no, I'm not going to tell you who it is. I will just tell you it's somebody. Most of you probably follow them on Instagram. Uh, they're a well-known yeah. cottage vendor in the outdoors. Uh, yeah, yeah, and there's some. So there's uh, somebody just commented. I'll say this comment from SA from NC says outdoor gear review. Luke agenda free. He takes nothing from anyone, and when he same with Dixie. Yeah. Same with Dixie. And when he dogs a company, they listen. Even Walmart, that's legit. Yeah. And Dixie's like that too. Yeah. Dixie Dixie does no sponsorships. I don't even think Darwin necessarily does. And then you got old you got old Dan here, who we love. Dan's basically got like a NASCAR suit on of like all the companies that are paying him. But we love Dan. Yeah. Love Dan. He this is his full time job. I don't bash him at all for taking money from companies. But I will say this though, like people you People want to watch videos on new gear and yeah. stuff that's come out. Right. And like, you know, that comes from gear companies sending free stuff to people to get the word out. Right, so it's right, like, a, right. it's a double. And if, in like the, the constant context, um, it, you know, people want the content. Yeah. So it's kind of a double edged sword. I get it. Yeah. I get it. And, and from a creator's point of view, like if someone's sending you like a $600 tent, not that easy to if it really sucks like you should probably just send it back because the video is probably going to be biased yeah and like when we do that and when people send us stuff we're like hey we would it's a no strings attached attached thing with us it's like well if we hate it we hate it we'll talk about it if it makes on a video it makes a video like there's no people have sent us stuff that we have never made it up videos so like it just it happens yeah we're in that situation all right, all right. I'm fired up enough. So, true story. I had a ton of good current events, but we're going to save those. We'll be back next week, folks. Do we have a guest lined up next week yet? Potentially. I, I know we were texting somebody. Um, we got a few things in the mix. We'll be back next week regardless. Um, 
I got some more guests lined up for the next few weeks. So we'll be back. I have some really good current events that I want to talk about, but yeah. I'm going to save those. Thank you for, you want anything else you want to talk no, about? No, we're, we're going to end this. Uh, After I'm just fired up about these yeah. goddamn assholes and their copyright. <laughs> like, at least send it from a lawyer, you know? <laughs> like, send it from, like... An actual lawyer. At least pay the money to hire a lawyer to go after somebody for copyright infringement. When it comes from a source that's not a lawyer, I automatically assume that they don't have a real case. But you did it. I did it because... Yeah, I would have done it too. Because pleasing them was a two-second task on a video from a long time ago that... I don't like changing the title of the video did not impact the integrity or what the video was about, whatever. It was just too easy to change it and say, go away. Um... But I still don't think what they're saying is copyright infringement. And I would love for my wife, the lawyer, to weigh in on the chat here. Yeah, just relax. I'm just saying. <laughs> what's the point of being married to a lawyer if they can't help you out here? Well, you should have your phone on you. That's true. No, I, I make a point to not have my phone on me during these, these I, things. I know. that, And yeah. that's the right way to that's do it. That's the right way to I do it. I feel like I'm constantly like... I know. Um, all right. Okay. My blood pressure's raised enough now. Um this was fun. Let's go eat some carbs. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, this is fun. Uh, yeah. Thank you all for joining us. We will be back next week. We, oh, we might go back to our regular Friday cadence. Yeah. Oh, let's oh, do something Friday. we got to say. All right. All right, folks. Two weeks from today. You know what's happening two weeks from today. We just talked about it before this podcast. Two weeks from today. The call-in show returns. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yes. Bryce is coming over. Bryce is coming over. We, we're going to have Alex someone run the coming. stream. We're going to get hammered. <laughs> not really. <laughs> Probably. But not. Eh. Yeah, the call-in show is coming back. The call-in show is coming back. If you don't know what we're talking about, go watch the last one we did. It was five hours. It was easily one of the most fun, ridiculous podcasts I've ever done. We will open up a call-in line. We'll have somebody moderating the call-ins. We will take them live two weeks from today, Saturday, May 9th. 7th? No, the 7th was a Friday, maybe the 8th. Yeah, pull up that date, actually. Anyway, uh, two weeks from today, uh, Bryce is coming over. We've confirmed it. May 8th. We're going to be vaxxed up. Yeah, we are COVID. We're halfway vaxxed right now. We'll be vaxxed up. Colin Show's returning. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be ridiculous. The last one was absolutely the most ridiculous thing I've ever done on the internet. Um, so two weeks from today, folks, and we'll be sending out some reminders. Um, stay tuned for that. Is that it? Yeah. yeah. That that. Oh, man. Maybe I need to detox before that. I mean, don't drink as much as last time. No, no, no. I mean, you were, <laughs> you were severely intoxicated <laughs> I know. on the last one. <laughs> I know. Okay. I know. We're going to be drinking, yeah, yeah. but we'll have some waters in there. Yeah. And well, I would, I would like, maybe, to, maybe some low APV. Yeah. Stuff. I would, I would still like to go five hours like we did. Yeah. We're going to need, we should have a food lineup. Yeah. Oh, we're going to have food being brought in. Um, we're, it's going to be ridiculous. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to it. This we might have fine. a theme. Uh, we might do it like radio style where it's like caller number 12 gets picked. I don't know. We're going to do some fun stuff. Uh, and we'll we'll probably have some YouTubers call in as Sponsored well. by Benford Tools. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude. Hey, that oh, dude. hey we'll get the Benford Tools. Dude, I got that it. dude who trolled us with the home improvement references better be coming back for it. <laughs> um, all right. That was the only thing I want to say. Two weeks from today, we're doing the call-in show. It's going to be Saturday. Bryce is coming. It's going to be ridiculous. We'll be, we, will, we will be back next weekend, though. Probably yeah. next Friday. 
Um, we're back. We got stuff to talk about. All right. Is that it? That's it. Okay. All, All right, right, folks. All right. Thanks a lot for All joining right. us. Bye-bye. Bye.